welcome to the Spotlight Hollywood Edition, where we talk to the stars of television and film and those that work with them. Today, we're going to talk to Robert Mandin, but first, I'm going to talk to my co-hosts, Kinte and Miosha, about what they've seen this week on television. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing, Terrilyn? Hello. I am great. It was a good week, but a sad week, I have to say, as far as movie star goes. I know. Yeah. Very sad. Sad to hear. Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite the shock. I mean, I you know, I I know that when uh when the news first came out that there was something that happened and she had to be transported to a hospital. Uh and then it got really quiet about what was going on and I was a little bit concerned. Yeah, I mean, you know, it you know how they always say they die in threes, and it seems like that's true to form. Uh, you know, we lost Lauren Bacall uh, a week ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Robin Williams as well, and now Joan Rivers. So, you know, it's very sad, very tragic, and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we just want to wish her family uh, condolences and, and all the fans and, uh, and, you know, people that really loved her. Yes. But, um, as far as the television front goes for you guys this week, um, did you guys see any new shows that came out? Any new programs? Uh, I've I've still been watching The Bridge. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, I actually finished up The Last Ship, which is a really good show. And also, too, another show that uh, I've been watching that is already finished with their season. Uh, this show on FX called Tyrant. Uh, I am about halfway done with that. And uh, that's a pretty good show. I've actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with the show Tyrant? I actually have not watched it. I am familiar with it. I do want to see it, but I have not started watching it yet. Yeah, same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, for those who don't know, it's a show about uh, this um, this fictional uh, Middle Eastern country where the uh, the dictator uh, dies in the pilot. I guess I just kind of ruined that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, spoiler, <laughs> his his youngest son comes back to the from America to uh, actually not for his death; it was for his nephew's uh, wedding. And while he's there, his father dies, and it turns the whole country into an uproar, and his older brother becomes president. So he ends up staying by to help his brother, who could go either way. You know, he could be a madman tyrant like his father, but his brother's kind of pushing him towards being more of a statesman. And uh, it's really good. I've really enjoyed it. You know, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um, uh, what about you, Miosha? Have you seen anything lately? Um, not really seen anything, but I've, I've been seeing, I mean, as far as new go, I've, um, checked out the, um, I saw the trailer for The Flash. It's going to be premiering, I think, Tuesday, October 7th on uh, CW. That looked pretty awesome. Um, and, uh, let's see, what else? Um... I seen. I know Gotham. Gotham looks pretty cool too. I thought Gotham looked like a pretty cool cast. So, 
I definitely want to check that out. And I think the, the premiere for that is September 22nd. So that's going to be on Fox. So some pretty interesting shows coming out. So. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it sounds like it. I saw um, Unforgettable. Um, have you guys ever watched that show? I don't think I have. What is it about? Um, it It's about a woman who doesn't forget anything. And... Um, it's she works in the police force, which is great because she can walk into a a crime scene and remember everything about it, so that you know down the road when they're trying to remember, was there you know a piece of paper on the table and she'll be like, oh yeah, and it had this phone number. So, like she's great to have on a police force. I didn't and you know these this um, the fa- the ability that she has, so to speak, to remember everything. There are r- people that really do have that ability. It's totally amazing. But uh, in this show, I found it interesting. The show this week um, kind of went around the fact that there were um, terrorists uh, putting bombs out. And uh, I found it interesting because they kind of tied back to something in... Um, I think in Persia, Middle East or something, and with ISIS, the announcement, you know, real life, talking about, you know, getting the head guy with uh, ISIS, I thought it was interesting that, you know, we're not far off from uh, real life here, people, in this situation. <clears throat> so, uh, let's get into uh, the weekend box office. Okay. All right, so our top ten, uh, number ten, is The Expendables 3. Uh, that that comes in at 10. Number 9, The 100-Foot Journey. Number 7, The Giver. Uh, I'm sorry, number 8, The Giver. Number 7, When the Game Stands Tall. 6, The November Man. 5, Let's Be Cops. 4, As Above, So Below. 3, If I Stay. Number 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And number 1, bringing in in its 5th week... 17 million dollars at the box office is Gardens of the Galaxy which has a total gross of 275 million so those are the top 10 box office uh, movies uh, has, has anyone seen anything in the top 10 I, I don't think I've I don't think I I've have seen anything not, but who would have thought that Motley Crue would have been at the top for 5 weeks I love it <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so that's the top Ten and then let's see what comes out this week. We have um, God help that help the girl. Uh, Last days in Vietnam, the remaining and Trailer Parks Boys three. Don't legalize it. <laughs> so uh, we actually had a chance on the regular spotlight to uh, to interview one of the guys from Trailer Park Boys. Uh, really? Bernard Robichaud, yeah, and that was really cool. So, uh, so Trailer Park Boys three don't legalize it. I think of all the movies that are coming in, I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah. So those are coming out. Anything from that list look sound interesting to you guys? Um. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Terilyn? You know. Um, I saw an interview, I'm jumping subject a little bit, but there was an interview with um, Clint Eastwood's son, who is in the next Nicholas Sparks movie, and I so want to see that movie, and that kid, oh, 
He looks just like his dad. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and really nice to look at. Yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they should have put him in Shades of Grey is what I'm saying. <laughs> I have a I have a feeling that uh, that uh, you're going to be first in line for that Shades of Grey. Uh, I might just have to see it opening night. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> All right, so those are the films that are coming out this week, this weekend. If you guys, if anything looks good to you, please post it on our Facebook wall and tell us if you if you want to see any of these films. And if you do see it, just give us a little review, and then we'll probably read it on the next episode, okay? All right, so with all that said, let's go to our guest. Our guest, uh, you've seen him in, in a lot of uh, te- television programs such as soap you've seen him on on shows like such as deep space nine as well as twenty five thousand dollar pyramid we are so happy to introduce to our show actor robert mandon how you doing sir i'm well thank you yes so uh it's an honor to have you on the show i'm a big fan of a, a lot of the programs that you've been a part of and we always uh-huh. love to start off with, where are you from originally? I'm from a little village in southern Missouri, Clever, Missouri. Population when we left there was of 340. And uh, I, we left there in, uh, in uh, 40, oh, I can't remember. But we, I came back through uh, in 1941. And it had uh, grown to uh, uh, an outstanding population of 750. So it, it hadn't really grown. And I looked it up once on, on the Internet, and the state had put five uh, sex offenders into this village. And wow. I, I thought, they're, they're not going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a redneck at all. It was, it was all, everybody was very uh, go to church on twice a week, and uh, but we left when I was nine and came to California. And what brought you to California? Sister, Oops. Uh, well, my family. My sister had married and come here when she was uh, right out of high school, and she's much much older than I. As a matter of fact, she has a daughter, my niece, who's older than I. And uh, when my father had lost both his parents, I think he thought there was nothing left there. So we came to California. And how did I mean, you we then... we weren't pioneers. And we didn't cover, come in a covered wagon or anything. We got <laughs> on a train and came out here. And what got you into acting out here? Uh, well, I... I had been acting in New York. I had done, I was in 15 years in New York, and I had done uh, a lot of work in soap opera, in real soap operas. And uh, then I was also on the stage with Lauren McCall in Applause, which was a big hit at the time. And uh, it just seemed uh, like a right time to come to California again. And uh, so my wife and I moved out here. Now, um, did you do a lot of work on stage? 
Uh, yeah, quite a bit off, you know, off Broadway. And uh, the biggest thing I did on Broadway was applause. Of course, it was a huge hit at the time. And uh, McCall was uh, went on to to do to tour it. The show was applause. She played it out here and all over the place. And uh, I was one of the first principals to leave, as a matter of fact, having made the decision to come to California. And funnily enough, like right after I got here, I had been on a soap uh, for three or four years, as a matter of fact, before that, uh, Search for Tomorrow. And um, right after I got out here, uh, the management for that show called me and said, uh, we want we want to resume your character, and I said, but didn't he die on the banks of the Rio Grande or something like that? And they said, well, no, we've got that covered. And, <laughs> and I said, well, I've moved to California. And they said, well, yes, but uh, you know, and I just finally said, no, I can't do it. I'm I'm out here now. So I stuck around for a while until I really started to work regularly. Out here. Have you written any Broadway plays or shows? Or? Was that a question to me? I couldn't hear it. Yes. Have you written any Broadway plays? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't get. I she she was asking, you. "Did you have you been, uh, been involved with writing in, at all?" No. No. Oh, okay. No, I. I I get some ideas, but I don't seem to be able to sit down and put them on paper. I just uh, I, I admire people who can do that. I have a couple of friends who, one friend who's a screenwriter, and uh, as a matter of fact, I did his first play. He's written three plays, but I, I can't, um, I, I, it just doesn't grab me, if you want, for want of a better word. I have to ask you what it was like working with Lauren Bacall. Oh, well, she was terrific. Uh, you know, she was, it, it was kind of amazing because she's as big in person as you would think she would be. Okay. Um, and uh, very loving and very giving, and particularly to fellow actors. I have a feeling that Bogart must have said to her at one point, when you don't mess around with your fellow actors, you treat them good. And uh, she really did. And when I left the show, she uh, gave me a beautiful dinner at a very upscale restaurant in New York, which she did with all the, um, all the principals who left the show. And... Mm. Uh, she was just a, a lot of fun, and she, you know, she's a real tough cookie, but uh, great sense of humor. And uh, she was doing, I was doing some show at CBS, and I heard that she was doing like a a, 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 a I can't think of what it's called uh, in the next studio. And I went over and I saw it, and when she finished uh, the taping. I sort of held my low nose like, boy, that really stunk. And <laughs> she said, ah, get over here. <laughs> gives me a big hug. And she never forgot. Uh, every time I would see her any place, it was always a big hug for me. And she would ask about my wife. And 
she was terrific. Aww. Um, you've worked with quite some uh, interesting ladies from her. I know uh, you were in the Best Little Horror House in Texas with uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. How was it working with Dolly? Well, she's great fun. I mean, we uh, during the big dance number, which took almost a week, uh, we sat on the porch, the back porch of the house, and just watched them for a whole week and sat and <laughs> chatted and told jokes. And She's uh, as down home with you as you would think she would be. But... Uh, yeah, she's a big star. She, I'm, I don't even know if she would remember me if I... Oh, she would. Of course she would. But uh, she was lovely. Lovely gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what on the set, you mentioned you guys kind of hung out watching that scene, but what was the atmosphere on the set with that director and everything? Oh, the, the atmosphere of what? The, on the set with the other actors on that movie. Oh, it was times where, you know, the, the part that I played really wasn't very big. Uh, it was just like a scene where I brought the boys, the football guys from uh, the school, to the whorehouse. And um, she appeared at the top of stairs and uh, in this gorgeous white dress. And she said, hello, boys. And I had... <laughs> A friend of mine came to watch the shooting that day, and when we finished, I said, well, what, what do you think? And he said, well, it was sort of like looking at North and South America. <laughs> oh, no. I told her that. She loved it. She thought it was very funny. Aw. Who else did you enjoy working with? John Ritter. I love oh, yeah. working with him. I think that was probably the best time I had on a TV show because uh, he was very giving and very open. And um, you know, sometimes if you're with a comic or a comic actor, you, if you have a joke or something, you start to tell it, and you see them trying to get to the punchline. They're trying to get there before you do, and he never did. And he always just fell down laughing. And I mean literally fell down. He would throw himself on the floor if he thought it was funny. And, and the show and, that you... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, the, show that, the show that you uh, worked on them with were actually two shows. The end of Three's Company as well as the spinoff, Three's a Crowd. Uh, I believe you played his yeah. uh, stepfather in that series. Yeah. Well, no, it was like uh, I was the father to the girl that he was courting. Right, right. And uh, we had we had conflicts there. Therein. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember uh, both series quite well, and I believe Three's a Crowd stayed on for two seasons, right? Or was it one? I can't remember. Something like uh, that. I was on for uh, like one and a half, um, and then somebody got hurt, and it was canceled. And uh, then Three's a Crowd kind of picked up from there. And uh, I did the last, I think the last one or two of Three's a Crowd. Um, Three's Company, I mean, before we, we started Three's a Crowd. Yeah, you know, uh, I, 
one thing I liked about Three's a Crowd was it was very different from uh, Three's Company. You know, because it was uh, Jack Tripper. Uh, he's now a married man and a business owner and all of that. So it was the, the humor was a little different, and it was a different John Ritter in that. And I, I thought that was a a good spinoff. Yeah, well, he he was uh, it was a wonderful character, uh, a comic actor. I mean, he could. I remember just sometimes just standing off stage watching him, and. Uh, he could do, well, physically, he could do anything, you know, fall over sofas and <laughs> chairs and and still come up without breaking anything. <laughs> kind of startling. Now, be, before we uh, go forward uh, in your career, I want to go back. And a, a series okay. that I watched religiously uh, was a show called Soap, and you played Chester Tate on Soap. So how did that oh, yeah. series come to you, and what was that experience like? Well, I had been doing a guest star on the show called Phyllis, which was... Um, oh, I love that show. show. Anyway, yeah. And uh, after I did my... Actually, during a break, I said to the director, it was the, the end of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore shows. And I said to the director, what are you going to be doing now that that show's not on anymore? And he said, well, I'm going to be doing one of the funniest shows I've ever read. And he stopped and he said, you would be very good for one of the fathers on the show. And I had never really worked with him. I had just, I had actually come over to the, to Phyllis to do a voiceover. Um, and... Um, uh, so I, I did a taping of a, uh, an audition, really, and uh, got the part from that, and uh, there, <laughs> thereby started another run of things. Now, to to have an opportunity to have one long running series is awesome, but to have multiples is is a blessing. So, what was that like? at that point of your career to have a show that I believe it, you were on there for five seasons, I believe four or five seasons, uh, four seasons, four. Yes. Just four. Well, it was wonderful, of course. And, uh, we all felt that it should shows that in those days were going, like if you hit the five mark, um, then it was time for renegotiations and everybody was, uh, everything jumped up and, the money jumped up, but so we didn't make it to five. But everybody always felt that we were kind of shortchanged; that we really should have gone to seven, which most of the show, the big hit shows in those days, went. But um, the director gave a party not too long ago, and we said to him, because he was like in on the decisions, and he said, "What? Why? What happened?" And he said they, the sponsors just thought it was too expensive because there were 14 regular actors on the show. And when you think about it, the big hit shows, it's a big cast. maybe five, four yeah. or five actors, and then some guests. But um, we were like 14 that had to be covered every week. So they just thought it was too expensive, I guess, so. We checked out. 
Now, I have to ask, um, you know, having a gay son, um, I don't know if that was one of the first television shows that came out with that, but I know it was probably an earlier one. Um, what kind of fan response did you get from that? Well, I I didn't get anything, of course. I mean, Billy Crystal might have gotten something. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the subject had been covered by Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, uh, prior to our covering it. Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, I guess, uh, they were not in prime time. So prime time, uh, when that subject came up, it became a big issue. And uh, I can remember at one of the uh, one of the big parties, uh, uh, a station manager from somewhere up in the upper Midwest, like Wisconsin or way up north, said that he couldn't show show our show except late at night. And, so, and a friend of mine said, "Oh, come on! This is the '70s, for heaven's sake!" <laughs> and he said, "No, I just couldn't because my audience would be offended." So, but that, uh, I mean, we, you know, we, we were shooting and living in the city, and it just didn't seem like such an issue. And, of course, now it's not an issue at all, and uh, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Miyasha? All right. Uh, um, go ahead, Tara. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, you know, not only did did the show talk about having a gay child, but I remember one episode that stuck with me about Billy Crystal becoming pregnant. Do you remember this? (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I don't remember that at all. (laughs) You know, sometimes we um, were really two different families. And. Sometimes the things that they were going through, they were shooting off by themselves, and we had nothing to do with it, and uh, and vice versa. I mean, I'm sure that we did things that uh, they had no <laughs> had no interest in or whatever. Go ahead. I've remained a good friend of Jay Johnson, the ventriloquist. Uh, it was Chuck and Bob on uh, that other family. And uh, we've stayed in touch over the years. It's been a long time. You know, we finished shooting in uh, 1980. And uh, that was a long time ago. (laughs) That's for sure. That's definitely for sure. Miosha. Somebody came up to me not too long ago and said, I just love soap. And I said, what? You weren't old enough to watch it. He said, well, I watched the reruns. But I, even then, my mother was a little reluctant, but she finally let me watch them. And I thought, well, good. <laughs> but they're still being shown about. I just uh, got a residual the other day. Hey? Related. So, Love you. Yeah. Nice. I don't, know where it was. I don't know where it was being shown, but it's being shown somewhere. Where'd you go? What did you work on after soap? Oh boy, I did some uh, uh, 
I did some guest stuff related through, uh, through the crowd, which we mentioned. And I did a spot on Barney Miller and a spot on uh, Married with Children. Is that, is that right? Yep, yeah. Married with Children. And then I started to do, to do theater. I did uh, The Caretaker, for which I won Best Actor in L.A. And after that, I did King Lear, for which I got great notices. And I uh, started taking acting classes again with a wonderful teacher, Larry Moss. And um, I did uh, British comedy bedroom farce. <laughs> and uh, then I just sort of settled into retirement, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you did a lot of you, you did a lot of appearances on game shows. Did you have fun working on game shows? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I did several uh $25,000 pyramid, and um, before, did it, it went to 100000 or something, didn't it? But I think they, they did up it jump. eventually, yep. Yeah, and, uh, but I did several of those, and interestingly enough, uh, one time I, I won with a, with a young guy, and I r- ran into him, I was in a restaurant, and he was my waiter. <laughs> I said, what are you doing here? You want all that money? He said, I blew it. Oh, I <laughs> did. That's funny. Said, yeah, I did, and I'm really sorry. And, uh, I can't get back on my shoulder and win again. And then another time, uh, I won with a gal whose husband was a minister, and they were building, uh, building a church in, in Oklahoma or somewhere down the southern Midwest. And uh, she said, oh, this is so thrilling she said now now we can build our church and uh you know she's going home with twenty five thousand dollars i guess i I never found out what they netted what a person actually had in their hands when all that was over with i mean obviously it was going to be taxes and i never found out how much they they taxed those shows well i gotta say I Go saw ahead, you well. on a few. I saw you on a few of those episodes, and I would want you sitting a- across from me because you were really good at giving those clues. Well, they were great fun, and sometimes I could remember one of them. I remember the the, the uh, clue. It was the top top thing, and it was, the clue was things that are shredded. And I looked at that, and I thought, I. I don't know what, and I, what did I say? It said something like uh, uh, discarded papers or something. Some, two things that I said, and the person said things that are shredded. And I said, how did you get those? She said, how did you say that? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> but she won. Yeah. And uh, it was fun to watch, to uh, try to get try to climb up that pyramid. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And you didn't... You did some Hollywood Squares, too. That was always a fun show to watch. Yeah, a lot of those. And that was fun, too. But that was just actors and comics and people carrying on and acting silly. And there was nothing really terribly serious about that, as I recall. <laughs> it's been a long time since I did one, but... 
It made a lot of people happy, though, because watching it, I was laughing my head off with all you guys' antics. <laughs> Who did you sit next to it that was, gave yeah. you... Th- no, it was. It was great fun. And I watched the show, too, myself. Yeah. When I wasn't on it, so... <laughs> and you did you do some episodes of uh, Family Feud? Celebrity? Do you know I did, and I can't... When you ask me that, I think, what did I do? I can't remember. Who else is on that show? Yeah. Now, you know, uh, go oh, ahead. Um, uh, someone is telling us that uh, to ask you about Barbara Eden. Ah, uh, Barbara, yeah. What a lovely, lovely gal. Um, we, the only relationship we had was because of her dog. <laughs> and, I had gone into this to the um, service station where she was. She was waiting for her car. No, the car wash. She was waiting for her car, and her dog came up and nuzzled me. And we talked about uh, it was a a mixed breed, one of those poo dogs, um, whatever. Shih Tzu or Peekapoo? Huh? Peekapoo. <laughs> well, not, but it was a, it was a big-sized dog actually. But one day, uh, I was going into a market and I saw her stuck in the middle of of the intersection. And I went over and I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "No, my car's died, and I've got all these groceries." And I said, "Well, wait a minute." And there's a market on the corner, and I went into the market and I said. Barbara Eden is outside with a dead car. Can she bring her groceries in here? And he said, oh, yeah. So we uh, we took them into the market. They put them in the fridge. And every time I run in here, she always remembers that, that day that uh, the, the car died. No, <laughs> and you saved the groceries. That's important. I saved, yeah, saved the bacon. <laughs> now, now, we have callers. So, uh, are you ready to take some callers? Well, sure. All right, here we go. Uh, caller, area code 213. Uh, what is your name and where are you calling from, caller? Caller, area code 213. Uh, oh, hi there. Hi. Hi. I- I'm calling from Los Angeles. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. What's your name? This is an RC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured this. And this I'm is calling <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm calling to ask, hey, Mr. Landon, how are you? Hi there. And I'm your favorite fan, and I'm calling to ask one question. What is your favorite thing to watch on television right now? Jeopardy. Yay! Jeopardy, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to check that out. What else? Do you like, do you, uh, is, that, is that it? Is that Keeps the mind alert, eh? Well, that and I sometimes. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, she just finished show last week, I think. Uh, oh, I'm gone blank. Katie. Uh, I would watch I- Jeopardy and her show, and if there was anything uh, a drama or something that seemed interesting, I would watch that. But uh, Jeopardy is a staple. I watch that ah. almost every night. Well, somebody told me that you like you. so. You, somebody told me that you like to watch so you think you can dance. 
Uh, well, now, that's my favorite show. But it's not <laughs> on right now. I can't find it. Uh, but I, I do love it. I love it because I'm just thrilled to watch them do something that I can't do. You know, I think, oh, God, if I could only do that. It's so wonderful and beautiful. And uh, they're so strong these times. I, I had a, a, a gym trainer, a workout trainer, who said he thought dancers were the strongest athletes there are, much stronger than football players or anybody else. They just, because their whole body is being used. And uh, yeah. I always watch that when it's on, but it's not on now, so. I have a blank spot in my life. Ah, okay. Well, thank you. That's that's an awesome thing. I think it's good to keep yourself wide awake and alive by watching to do what you can't do. It helps for me as well. I really like that, and, and I'm definitely a fan, and I'm glad you went on to that. Well, you should audition for the show. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thank you. And uh, real quick, uh, plug uh, Yam Good Cookies. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Yam Good Cookies are uh, sweet potato cookies, a brand new line of sweet potato cookies that are out on the market. And they uh, are sweet potatoes, oats, and white chocolate in every single cookie. They are flavored with one of uh, three flavors. That's sweet potatoes with pineapple coconut, sweet potatoes with ginger pecan, and sweet potatoes with uh, pecans, which is our original flavor. So you got original, tropical, and yam gingy. And we have a busy Facebook page. If you go on, <laughs> like the page, like the post, share the post, you can win cookies. And we're staying very busy. We just only know how to market with our Facebook family, which is you guys. And thank you. We want to give away some. So if you guys would start liking some things in the next half hour, we'll get some cookies away in the next 15 minutes, I guess. Now, we'll uh, pick a winner. Now, I live in Los so Angeles. So go on and see what we're doing. And Yeah. I live in Los and Angeles. Not so just Los Angeles. So <laughs> how, how can I come? Is there a way that I can come by and if you're in Los Angeles and, and pick some up? Well, we will be launching our cookies in Los Angeles um, the last week of October, around thanks around uh, Halloween, because that's when the harvest begins, the new harvest. Right now, we're basically filling orders out of our cottage kitchen. Um, then we'll go back into the Scentsy Foods in Brentwood, Flake in Venice, um, the Conservatory of Coffee, Tea, and Cocoa over by Sony in Culver City, also Jackson Market. It's been around since 1926 in Culver City. So you guys have got to try <laughs> these cookies. I'm looking for your likes on the page in the next 15 minutes. And then I'm going to send Kente a uh, text, pull a name. After that, go to www.yamgoodcookies.com and have a All younger right. day. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to put it in the chat room so that uh, if you are in the chat room, you will definitely see see it. So here we go. <laughs> so um, we have another caller, Robert. <laughs> um, caller, uh, area code 918. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, how you doing? This is Afarah Habrehan, and I'm calling uh, via 
Oklahoma. I'm out here in California, and I happened to hear about the show, and I'm just uh, an extremely large fan of Deep Space Nine and obviously all of Star Trek. But then I also watched Three's Company, Three's Crowd, uh, you know, you name it. I've seen Bob, you know, do things that maybe they haven't been shown or aired in a large populace. But my major question, Bob, after, you know, all of this, thank you for actually being on the show today. Uh, oh, is, was there a lot of backstory for the Cardassian character? And if not just for the Cardassian character, did you always uh, or, or did you ever research a, carry, uh, a character to have a lot of backstory or did you just kind of create as you went along? Well, uh, I, when I did uh, when I did soap, Chester sort of uh, dropped into my imagination. I feel like I really understood him, and um, I mean, if you want my backstory on him, it's really kind of sad. <laughs> but I always think uh, comedy is based really in. Uh, sadness that uh, everybody, people, spring off of that. You don't sit and wallow in your sadness. And yes. uh, if you can make it funny or uh, interesting to other people, then then so much the better. But yes. uh, I, I didn't have to. When I did King Lear, I did a lot of research on that, and uh, that paid off very nicely. And uh, it depends. It depends on what's what's before me and what I have to do. And if it's something that I know nothing about, then I really have to dig for it. And uh, wow! Fortunately, with King Lear, I had already read it several times and studied it in college. And um, but that was the extent of it. But you, if you get down to bringing down the humanity of it, as to what makes him tick. That, that yes. I had to work on, and uh, particularly with with the uh, that, that that piece is particularly interesting because it's really two families. It's a father, which was Lear, with two daughters, and another father with two sons. And uh, actually, the father uh, King Lear has three daughters, and. Uh, Two of them aren't very nice, and one of them is, is uh, like an angel. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other father had one son that was uh, not very nice, and the other one was really trying to help him. And, it, and uh, our director, who was, she was the uh, uh, voice coach at the National Theatre in London, and uh, she really... She really understood uh, the play and Shakespeare. I think she knows every word that Shakespeare ever wrote. And she saw the play as a, uh, really a family drama, people uh, working inside a family and the treacherous people who are there to get in your way. And mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, doing Shakespeare is something that takes you really beyond yourself. I know she used to say that. She said, just follow the words. They will take you places. And indeed, they did. And, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful experience. Amazing. I appreciate that. Uh, your stage acting inspires me, actually, Bob. I, I, I work on a nomadic project where I kind of walk and talk and 
you know, being behind the scenes and in front of the scenes at the same time is really a gift. And that obviously leads actors to be directors. Um, Someone may have asked the question, but have you ever directed anything, even if it was as a child or something? No, I've I've directed a couple of plays. One was... uh, it was kind of an old-fashioned comedy of uh, uh, a guy who was uh, marrying a Jewish girl, and her stepmother and her father came to visit. And uh, the stepmother was obnoxious, and the father was a, uh, was a very dear man and also a very dear actor. And I, I played... Uh, the waspy father and and the other family, and uh, but I directed that, and I've directed a couple of things, but I've never I've never taught, and uh, mm. I think Not about directing. Uh, I get very upset sometimes when I go see things that aren't working, and I realize that it hadn't really been directed very well, it hadn't been staged very well, but that's just right. my opinion, and. Uh, <laughs> Right. Nobody seemed to care. <laughs> well, we're glad you're on the radio today. A lot of us care. I mean, I've already seen, you know, lots of posts on your page. I don't know if you uh, have seen that yet you're on air, but, you know, people really appreciate you and the work you've done. And obviously the character, you know, even my hair is gray. So, you know, I look to you as somebody who's able to hold their own, even though they don't necessarily have the hair that uh, the modern uh, GQ this or GQ that or whatever has. Well, I used to have. Well, of course. As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. One day, this was several years ago, we just had the TV on in the afternoon, and um, a a show came on, and uh, it was a show that I had guested on, and I said, wouldn't it be funny if my bit came on? And with that, I came up full screen with this huge pompadour of black hair. Yeah. <laughs> my wife said, well, how does that make you feel? I know it makes me feel old. Aww. Yeah. Very old. It was an old Jackie Gleason. Gleason, mm. wow. <laughs> Any other questions, caller? That's it. I just, uh, actually, I want to know if you're ever going to come back uh, on the screen. That would be phenomenal. We just, you know, you know Star I Trek. Don't know. I don't know. I no, no, that's a good. I can look forward to that. I appreciate that. I would be <laughs> happy to, but I don't know. Nobody's knocking on my door right now. There you go. It's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> thank you. Thank have you. a great day, Bob. Take care. Thank you so much. <laughs> we have one more caller. Um, caller from area code 818. What's your name and where are you from? Hello, caller. Uh oh, uh, caller dropped. But we have one uh-huh. from six six one. All right, caller six six one. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, my name is Raquel, and I'm calling from Bakersfield, California. Yay, hey, Bakersfield. Bako. Hello, hello. And I just hey, have uh, Bakersfield, California. Hi. Oh, Bakersfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just have a question. Um, what advice would you give to uh, an actor just starting out who wants to have a career as long 
and as successful as yours has been? Uh, just keep hanging in there, I guess, and also educate yourself. Uh, I I went to college and, uh, and majored in theater arts, which you don't have to do, but um, I wish that I'd majored in something else just to fill my mind with other things, like English major or history major or something like that. And then go to where the profession is. Um, a son of a friend of mine wanted to be a musician, and he went to um, someplace in Texas, Dallas or someplace. And I said to him and to her, what's he doing in Dallas? He wants to be a musician. He should be in L.A. or New York or London. I mean, what? And, he, and of course, nothing happened to him while he was there. So I would say if anything that you, you want to uh, encounter and in, include in your life, go to where the action is, you know, uh, and, uh, and work. I remember once I said to a kid, he said, what can I do? And I said, just get, go to where the work is. If you see something, go get it. And years later, I was doing a, a talk uh, a, a talk show or something, and this kid came up to me and he said, you may not remember me, which I didn't, unfortunately, but he said, you gave me a wonderful piece of advice. And I thought, oh, God, I don't like to do advice. He said, you told me just to go get work. Because I, he was interested in getting his, his equity card his, uh, and his SAG card. And I said, don't worry about that. That'll all fall in place. Just go do the work. And he said, that's what I did. And now I've got all my cards. I said, well, congratulations. That's terrific. <laughs> I would say that to really anybody who <laughs> came to me and said, what can I do? Well, it's something that, you know, you always hear that you really can't avoid the work. So I always try to tell young people that, too, that it's good to hear it confirm. Oh, yeah. Also, bad, you know, I just can't wave my magic wand and, you know, magically be successful. But if you're, if you're uh, gorgeous and also talented, then, yeah, probably you just, that's your magic wand. I remember I had a, mag a manager once for a while when I was very young, and nothing was happening, and I said, what? I don't understand. Why isn't something happening? He said, well, you're not good-looking enough to be a leading man, and you're not ugly enough to be a character man, so what are you? And I said, well, I'm an actor. And he went, oh, well, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> he and I didn't last long together. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for your answer. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you, guys. Good job. Thank you. Bye -bye. We have one more caller. Um, caller okay. from, from area code 818. What's your name? And where are you from? Hey, it's uh, Joe Williamson from Burbank. Hi, Hello. Joe. Joe, big Joe. How you doing, man? Hey, I just, I'm overworked under fatigue. Besides that, I'm doing great. <laughs> Good. I, uh, 
I just wanted to ask Bob, um, what was it like working with James Gardner? What did he uh, and how did he? Um, in the oh, yeah. Oh. he was wonderful, wonderful. Um, being on the set with him is like a, ideal, as far as I'm concerned, because he could be very funny and uh, really silly, and then he would suddenly say, "Okay, let's get this." And the whole crew would just like come together and uh, get the scene. And uh, he was very personable. And one time, uh, he, I was driving home, and a house around the corner from me, I see this guy standing on the. It was the the lawn was a little elevated. And there's a guy standing on there in a white terry cloth robe. And I looked, and I thought, well, that's unusual. And I thought, my God, that's James Garner. And I went around the block to make sure, and sure enough, it was. So I dropped a note in his mailbox, and I said, you may not remember me, but I'm, I live around the corner, and uh, come around for coffee if you've got a time. And he showed up at the door, rang the doorbell, and my wife, I wasn't home, and my wife answered the door, and there he was, filling the doorway, and he said, hi, is Bobby home? <laughs> my wife said, uh, 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 no, he's not home. Well, tell him I came by, and uh, he was just easy that way, you know. I don't know what he was going through personally at the time, why he was taking this, uh, living in this house around the corner. He wasn't there very long, so... It might have been a rest period or something. But he was terrific. And I'm sorry he's gone. I, he just, it, been, it seems like there have been so many deaths lately. Start, yeah. For me, it was starting with him and then Robin Williams and Joan Rivers and uh, um, sorry to end on this note, but uh, it's very sad, all these icons that are slipping away from us. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's terrible. And I was going to ask you, Bob, wasn't there a story you once told me about John Ritter and James Gardner when they went on an airplane together? I'm sorry, Joe, I didn't hear that. Wasn't there, uh, wasn't there a story you once told me about James Gardner and uh, John Ritter and they was on an airplane together? It was, uh, John Ritter and James Gardner, they went to, uh, they was flying somewhere together on an airplane. God, that doesn't ring a bell. James uh, I'm sorry. Uh, John Ritter and James Gardner. Oh, I can't tell that story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I think that's a little, it's a little too raw. <laughs> One of my other uh, favorite shows that uh, you had a lead on was uh, Private Benjamin, where you played the colonel. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Private well, Benjamin. that show. Unfortunately, we had uh, we had some really bad incidents. I was on the show for about a year, and then um, one of the gals who was one of the leads uh, got run over by a car, and they tried to replace her, and it didn't work, and so the show got canceled. We didn't. We I, I did about a year and a 
I don't know, a few months. And uh, it, it was it was good. It was great fun and uh, very silly, and uh, which I have a great appreciation for. And uh, John Ritter was like that. I mean, he he also, as I said earlier, you know, he could he'd tell him a joke and he would just fall on the floor laughing. And uh, so Private Benjamin didn't didn't last. Well, every show can't be a hit. Can't hear. I said every show can't be a hit. You, mm. Most of your shows did quite well, but uh, I guess all of them can't be a, um, a hit. I didn't hear any of that. I'm sorry. He was saying that not every show can be a hit again. Yeah, not every show can be a hit. So, you know, but it was a great show, though, Private Benjamin, though. It was definitely. I loved it. Yeah, that was good. So, you know. Great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he did did so many amazing things. It was in the first episode of Sanford and Son with Red Fox, and then the oh, uh, last God, episode of Way Back. Yeah. <laughs> now you did some great shows. What did you like the best, stage or uh, screen? Uh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. You like stage or screen uh, what, the best? What, I don't know. You guys are fading out. I can't. Uh, yeah. Did Did you I like uh, Did you like um, stage or screen the best? Oh, it doesn't really matter. I, I know people always ask that, and if if you're if you're working and doing, uh, you know, creating the work, it doesn't really matter which it is. Um, stage is always wonderful because you're in control and of yourself and. Uh, the audience is right there, and it's immediate. And but uh, doing camera work is is very it's fascinating. It's very technical, and uh, I I enjoyed both. I always had, I always did right from the right from when I got into the profession. It was, uh, it's great talking to you again. Thank you so much, and um, and uh, uh, great show. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Miosha. Um, I have a quick question. I see you've done a lot of TV shows and a lot of TV. Did you ever want to venture out into movies or? Did you want to do more movies rather than TV, or? Mr. Mandon? Yeah. Yeah, did you rather, yes. did you want to do more movies throughout your career, or were you happy with doing mostly TV? Just, yeah, just television. Uh, I don't really care. I mean, I just, uh, I, I didn't do that many uh, movies, actually. My career was mostly in tele television and stage, and um, I don't know why. I just never. It didn't matter to me, I guess, and I oh, didn't okay. have that yearning to to see myself thirty feet tall. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I now you did do a short uh, this year called "Our Man in uh, Madras." How was that? I don't know what you mean. 
Um, you have a, a man in what? Uh, our man in Madras. It says in your uh, in your credits that you did a short a short film in 2014. Well, boy, I must have been. I don't. I have no recollection of that at all. <laughs> well, oh wow! Well, I mean, that was this year. Yeah, that, that's what it says in this year. Maybe you know it could have been. Sometimes this happens where you did it. You might have done it a couple of years ago, and then, uh, and then it just came out. They put it up. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Ah. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't recall that title at all. Oh, okay. Sometimes no. they do change the titles. Uh, I know that you. Yeah, well, you can't trust them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also, too, you did a uh, general hospital where you played a judge. Uh, that was yeah. uh, fairly recent. So, getting back to your soap. Uh, yeah, I did two or three of those for general hospital. And th those were really easy gigs. I mean, you didn't have to learn your lines that are like right there <laughs> on the. You know, right under your gavel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I have to ask though, what television shows you mentioned the dances with the stars? No, so you yeah. think you can dance. Actually. Oh, you so you can think you can dance. <laughs> yeah. But do, do you Dancing like any with the stars? I don't particularly like that. It's oh, seems hokey to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you and your wife go out? Did you guys ever watch movies? Uh, not a lot. No. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife is working on her doctorate. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, so I we didn't do much of anything, and I don't like to go out to movies by myself. I never got in the habit of that. <laughs> I guess it was my old Methodist background or something, but going out to a movie by yourself is naughty. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but uh, I just I never. I never got in the habit of that. And also, I guess when I was coming up, uh, everything was, I, I was really training on the stage and in television. So film, I thought, well, yeah, if I got a movie, that would be nice. But I, I had no yearnings, as I said before, to do that. And I think everybody who's a movie star wants to, wanted to be a movie star. You had to, you had to, had to want that to put up with what you have to put up with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Mandin, uh, this has been an honor to have an an a chance to sit down and talk with you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on our sh our program. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we, uh, we want to announce that uh, thanks to uh, Narcisse with the Yam Good Cookies, we have a winner, and the winner is Cher Davis. She wins a Yam Good Cookies package. So, Yummy! Wow! Yes, yes, yes. Nice. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, forward her information over to uh, Narcisse, and she will get, collect her prizes. And we're going to be doing a lot of that. Uh, coming up soon. Um, Yam Good Cookies is uh, someone that we're going to work, Narcisse, we're going to work with. And uh, I love the product quite uh, quite a bit. <laughs> so I can't wait to get my hands on it uh, again. So uh, we'll make sure that, mm -hmm. that uh, we'll give the, the fans a chance to 
to learn what I've already learned that it's a great product. So uh, thank well, you so much. Treat. They're very good cookies. Yes, <laughs> I had them. Yes, yes, yes. They're awesome. And Narcisse is a wonderful lady as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna we're at the point where we're gonna say goodbye. Uh, next week, next uh, Friday night, we'll be joined by actress. Uh, Hope Wilson, you may know her from the uh, show The Last Ship, and as well as she's been in a program, a movie called I Can Do Bad by Myself as well, and, and a bunch of other programs. She'll be our guest next week on right here on the Spotlight Hollywood. I'm Kente. I'm Terrilyn. I'm Yosha. And we'll catch you next time. Have a good weekend. <laughs>